Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> it's like a fucking camelback backpack just like yeah. fucking filled with vodka. Just wrenches it out like this is what I've been drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like two liter of vodka. Oh, Jesus Christ! How did you get Jesus. here? Yeah, I drove. <laughs> I drove. <laughs> I drove over and I gave everybody a ride. <laughs> I, I, gave everybody. I had to take my fifteen children to. Yeah, I mean, like at this point, vision. Welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn, and I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome everyone to today's episode, man. We are cooking up a mean one for you guys. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Mmm, yeah. It smells uh, like uh, spicy sadness. Spicy sadness. Sadness for you. Cooking it up mean. Cooking it up clean just for you, our lovely listeners. And we're going to have to break into your house to do it. Yes, right. We're going to break open a house of knowledge, but also your front door to cook up this spicy meal of sadness for you all. Yeah, man, taking a page out of the book of Gavin Krim, the 19-year-old Marine. Man, this guy is pretty ballsy or just hammered. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why he's, not he's, both? He's a little, little bit of both. Uh, I, most Marines that I've met actually are pretty ballsy. I wouldn't say that they're, like, universally hammered, but they're they're boisterous. You know, there's some, there's some strong folks. So I've heard that... Bravery and fear are like two heads of the same coin. Like you have to feel fear in order to be brave, right? Because being brave is facing your fear. So sometimes yeah. I wonder if people that do incredibly uh, brave things, such as Marines, not to hate on the Marines, but, you know, people that put themselves in undue, like, danger and stuff like that, whether or not they're just perhaps not intelligent, right? Like they don't understand... Like the the threat they are putting themselves into, which enables them to act how other people would deem to be brave. Does that make sense? Yeah, the the, the apprehension is exactly. Gone. They don't realize like how far in the shit they are. Yeah, I mean this comes from two folks that have not. I'm been not in the Marines. All Marines listening to this, I'm on your side. You're fucking cool, right? You're the good Marine. I'm yeah. saying that some of the other people that are Marines with you. May not realize yeah. how far in the shit they are yet. They they might they might like to munch on some crayons every once. That's in a right. While. Just not not just you though. Say, not the listening marines. You're the good no, one. Nope, nope. You're the good one. You're you are consuming some some primo content right now, and we are here to tell you not to break into anyone's home, even if it is to cook them a delicious meal in breakfast. I'm betting grabbing creme was like, you know what? I've never flambéed anything in my life. I want to cook a five-star meal for, let's see, eeny, meeny, miny, mo that family. Right <laughs> 1862 there. Main Street. They deserve a good yep. meal. They're, I'm going to fucking give it to them. And then he, he rolled up out of his swamp because that's where he was living at the time. Uh, a hiding in a wooded swampy area, according to this article, and he bumbles on up to their home, breaks right in, and starts to cook them the meal of their lives. Wow, it's it's pretty great. Jesus, <laughs> it's pretty great. so uh, let's see who 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 
bumbled up on him. It was the weary homeowner, as they say. Gavin Crimp's going Gordon Ramsay. And he's fucking, he's got like a pan in each hand. And he's like, hey, hey, do you even know how to chop those onions? Hey, I said dice. I said the dice. I mean, not the size of dice. <laughs> Something like that. That's my best. That's, my That's best. good. Yeah. Maybe like throw in a few like goddamn. Some fucks things. in there. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. There you go. Whose home did he break into though? It doesn't give us a name. It just says homeowner, I guess. No, they don't want to be known as the house that's easily broken yeah, into. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, all, calling all Marines. If you want to live in the swampy area next to our home, you can very easily break <laughs> in, especially if it's to cook us dinner. Mm-hmm. I would love a little bit of, little, little bit of uh, sassy treatment every now and then. Oh, come on in. You know, it'll spoil us a little bit. Give us a little bit of good cooking. It'd be great. What you gonna cook for us there, Krim? I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna cook you some some swamp meat. <laughs> I found you swamp meat out there, and <laughs> I put it on your stove, and I'm cooking. Oh man, what if you just found like a raccoon? He's got like a raccoon on an open gas burner, and it's just like fucking flames everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, dude, what are you what are you doing in my house? What it smells like acid rat in here. Yeah, it's like fucking burnt hair. It smells so bad. He's oh no. I'm, I'm going to I'm going go go back to sleep. <laughs> he told him this. He said, "Go back to yeah, sleep." Yeah, go back to sleep. It's fine. Make breakfast. Oh my god, this guy is killing it. Oh jeez. But but the uh, the homeowner was not okay with this. He wasn't okay with a stranger making him breakfast, and he began yelling at uh, Gavin Krim and threatening to call the yeah. police. At which point. I guess Gavin Krim awoke from his drunken stupor and fled from the house <laughs> and then returned to the swamp adjacent to the home <laughs> of these homeowners because they are in uh, Florida? Question mark? Yeah. So there's a lot of swamps in Florida. Maybe he was near the Everglades. Maybe. That's a I'm, big swampy I'm, I'm willing area. to guess that. Yeah. So he was probably like... Covered in vines and stuff, right? Like he had like algae just like draped from his clothes, and they were like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" And he's like, mah, mah, mah. and he made like a little like squishy noise as he walked everywhere. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Swamp thing, quit cooking that raccoon and get out of my house." <laughs> yeah. And even though he was drunk and hiding in the swamp, like who knows how? Like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of imagining him just like wading into the closest marsh possible. And going as fully submerged as he can with only his eyes and like nose above the water and then a <laughs> lily pad on his head. Just like, they're never going to fucking find me. And then the cops like walk out into the woods and shine a flashlight on him. And then his very blue eyes are shining. It's like, we can see you come out with your hands up. Yeah. It's like, damn it. So yeah, they told us you were trying to, um, cook him a raccoon. Um, you're not allowed to go into people's houses without their permission. You know that, right, Krim? No, fucking, fucking get out of the water. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so they arrested him. Charges of burglary in an occupied dwelling. I didn't know that you get uh, a heavier sentence if it's in an occupied dwelling. Yeah, you, you got squatting. The- you got squatting, right? Which is, you know, yeah. breaking into unoccupied territory. And then you've got, you know, this, which is his charge. I thought burglary, let me, burglary, I thought burglary is when you steal shit. I think that's when you break into a home. 
That's just entry. Yeah, entry into a building illegally with the intent to commit a crime, especially theft. And I guess he stole their filet mignon that they were saving for a special dinner the night after. It's really sad. You know, I hate it when when Marines just break into my house to steal my food. The worst. Go sleep. Hey, fuck you. That's my (laughs) steak. Those are my eggs, you motherfucker. Yeah, I paid for those. What's the silver lining for this guy? Uh, the silver lining uh, for this situation is that uh, he's still young. He's only 19. So uh, maybe this will be a fast track for uh, Gavin Krim to see the error of his ways and uh, help him sort out his alcohol abuse problem. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean, like, that's definitely a wake-up call. I think that my silver lining is uh, a, a bit of a meta call. The Marine Times uh, uh, website that we're on here has six, I kid you not, six different advertisements from a hollow point ammunition that I didn't know I needed. Look at all this. Like, is this absolutely ridiculous? Like, I counted them all out. It's got, like, a police officer over to the left and at the top of the page. And over to the right, you got a soldier man. And then you got a little G2 Spear LE always lead from the front. Like, do you see I this shit? I have ad blockers, oh, so I, 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 don't, I don't see any of that. I didn't count the middle one. Oh, okay, for all you fucks, you uh, poor fucks out there that don't have it's ad free. Blocker, like It's dude. a free service. I'm going to download it now. But then how would I know that I... I Needed lead from the front spear LE hollow point ammunition. Hollow points only have one purpose, and that's to kill people. It's to kill people. Oh, I mean that's that's the point of a lot of types of yeah, ammunition. Yeah, but hollow points but, especially so. Like you could argue that other bullets are for target practice, but hollow points are not for target practice. No. Hollow points are expensive, and they're really good on unarmored combatants. Yeah, which makes it even more AKA fucked up. peasants. And I guess like maybe like a hollow. Hollow Close points are the loose. falchion of the armed service. <laughs> Wait, we got we got to make our falchion okay, jokes sorry. later with Dick. Hold, hold on <laughs> to that thought. Hold on to the word falchion. Put that in your pocket like you would a banana. Ooh, you put bananas in your pocket? Hey, 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 Tim. Have you put in is your that pocket? a banana in your pocket? Are you are you happy to see me? <laughs> is, what is my am I that? Uh, Asymmetrical that my dick is that far over one way or the hey, other. I mean, oh. I or like I, I guess you could like tuck it up like straight. Like you could either have it like up in your waistband or over going towards your yeah. Pocket. It could be either That's side a, of your pants. Yeah, it totally it, could. It's be. like the peace Actually, sign. Like you have three different directions. You got up. You got like down right and like down left. Peace sign. That's just a yeah, dick. It kind of reminds me. There's like this. Uh, there's this really cool like kind of speedo. I'm gonna get me one. Uh, that only goes around one leg, and uh, in order to like put your dick in it, you have to like put it horizontally. Isn't that weird? Is this like some designer bullshit? Like why? Oh, what? I had a Brazilian coworker that told me about it. Is he telling you it's all the rage in Brazil? Well, he told me he was getting one. I was like, well, fuck, I want one. Like those look like super comfortable, and not to mention. No tan lines, at least on one leg. I don't think leg. you're Brazilian enough to pull it off, Tim. Yeah, I'm like white yeah. as fuck. I feel like there's certain forms of 
wear that if you're not a certain ethnicity, it just looks weird on people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there goes that. Until then, I'm going to just keep my bananas in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> but watch out, because the bees are coming Apparently. for you. Apparently. Yeah. So uh, what's the deal with this one, Jimmy? We got some... Uh, we got some beekeepers that are carrying around yeah, manners. Yeah, so apparently we've we talked about bees a lot on this podcast, mostly from the standpoint of it being sad that they're dying, and once the bees died, we'll all die because they're one of, if not our number one pollinator. But in this story, we're talking about a uh, very specific compound found in bananas called isoamyl acetate. And apparently this very... Oh, isoamyl acetate. You familiar with this? Yeah, isoamyl acetate. It, it, uh, so I only know this because I was in beer for okay. a while. And, and uh, isoamyl acetate expresses itself as an off flavor. It kind of, uh, it smells, or it, it kind of tastes like banana runts. You know, or it smells like banana runts. Well, apparently this very specific compound or whatever you want to call it, it, it makes the uh, the bees go uh, bananas. I think it makes everybody go to bananas because everybody loves runts, right? You like them little runts? They're like candies, but they're shaped like fruit and they're, and they're tiny. They make you feel like a giant And they person. give you uh, nutritional neuropathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go blind if you eat a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. So uh, you should not have any uh, – if you're a beekeeper, if you if you, if you uh, upkeep an apiary, you should certainly not have bananas prior no. because this is just one of uh, one other thing <laughs> that's going to fuck up yeah. the bees. And we do not need to give them any more trouble than they're already having because the colony collapse disorder is like uh, – it's like a super big deal. Right. It's like it's like climate change, right? Yeah. Like, well, not to say that it's you know, bees are probably being. It's the climate, climate change, change of bees. It's a climate change of bees. Yeah, it's like something that's ultimately going to end uh, human civilization as we know it if it's not changed. Because yeah. these goddamn varroa mites, probably. Yeah. And this article that we reference already re- references the varroa mites on top of that. It's it's basically listing like one more thing to be worried about for the bees. Is these goddamn abana- bananas that due to the I can't say it as good as you say it, Tim. But isoamyl yeah, acetate because of that word makes the bees go crazy and will attack whoever is holding it. And there's some anecdotal evidence here of people eating bananas or carrying bananas near their bees or bees in general. And we have one quote here from a YouTuber Martin McCaro, and it goes as such. I once walked in front of my hives with a banana in hand. I had to run to the house <laughs> to escape the bees. I probably had 20 stings. And that's just from, you know, walking around with a, a banana. And this person has bees, keeps bees, and uh, so you think they know what they're talking about. And then we have another... Uh, Can yeah, I go for it. <laughs> this is from Tammy Locke. This is, this is Tammy Locke, an enraged... Uh, well, I... I, I guess she just she has a, a little bit more colorful story. I brought a bundle of bananas to where my halves were in a field far away from other people. I stood five feet or so away from the hives. Not much happened at first, but I noticed before I got halfway through the banana, the hive began getting louder and louder. Dot dot dot. 
They came up out of that hob so fucking fast. I think my God-loving feet for getting me to the truck so fast and rolling up the windows. Fucking bees pinking the windows. Rapid fire. Dot, dot, dot. I want to know where else that story's going. I don't know why they dot, dot, yeah. dot right there. It seems like it could have used really one dot. Like It seems like that was the end of the story. Yeah. Rapid fire. Uh... One bee after another hitting the exact same hole in the exact same location, the window starts to crack, and I'm like, holy fuck, what am I going to do? So I have some duct tape, nifty duct tape, right beside me, and I start to I start to put up that crack. And then from the other side, dot, dot, dot. You're right. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. The fucking hitting my window, and they break in like those mosquitoes on Jumanji. Right. It's and then the bees fly into my mouth hole, nose hole, and ear holes and fill my body until I die. Man, that sounds like uh, some erotica I read Yikes. somewhere. Some people are into that. I don't it's know. usually tentacles it's kind of, from what I understand, but, you know, maybe bees too. I don't know. The, We're bees, not yuck yeah, yummers kind of, here, okay? We don't yuck people's yums. <laughs> what does that mean? We don't yuck <laughs> yums, Tim. What's a yum yum boy yum 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 yucker? <laughs> What's a yum yucker, Jimmy? Tell me what a yum yucker is. It's just is. someone that shits on other people's kink, I guess. Oh yeah, ain't no yum yucker. Yeah, we're not yum yuckers. Yeah. If anything, I'm I'm gonna try to like yum your yucks. No. Wait, wait, not... yum your yums? Yum your yum your yucks? yucks? We're yum yummers? You don't wanna yuck the yums. No. Right, but you can you can yum the yucks. Wait, but that would just be, that wouldn't that geez. be the same thing as just being like accepting? I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, now that we got that straight, <laughs> don't take the bananas to the hives. At the very least, you're going to get attacked by the bees. That's right. And at the worst, you're going to contribute to colony collapse disorder, and uh, then you're one of the snowflakes that caused the avalanche that ultimately led to the destruction of the worldwide agricultural um, yield. Exactly. And if you care about the bees, you're probably also a snowflake. So very two different use of the word snowflake. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, let's see. Silver lining. Silver lining to this. Well, knowledge is power, guys, as we've used many yeah. times. Just, you know, don't. Eat bananas near bees. Problem solved. I mean, we yeah, fixed it. Yeah, this is one of those like yeah. I mean, now you know. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that's like self-fixing. Like if you do happen to make the mistake of having a banana near a beehive, then they're gonna sting the shit out of you. I really kind of want to test this out, though. I wish I knew where some bees were, so I could like you know. Once I set up my apiary, I'll call you over. Okay. I'm just going to, instead of having like a bee outfit, since you do the armored, you know, combat, like <laughs> yeah. just like wearing like a full suit of armor with like a banana. <laughs> it's like, come at me, bees! I Ow. dare you! Ow. Ow. Ah, the face hole's too big, Tim! They're getting yeah. me! Ah. The face holes, yeah, they always go through the eye holes. <laughs> They're coming through the eye holes! Get out of my eye holes! Uh, That's amazing. Oh, I love it. That is great. You know what else would be really shitty at stopping bees? Mm. A job. A job wouldn't stop any fucking bees. A job? Hijab. Hij- oh. Hijab. 
A hijab wouldn't stop any bees. I mean, like, it would protect 90% of your body, but your face would be completely exposed. I totally agree. So, oh, for for the benefit of our listeners, uh, those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we usually try to put uh, a couple of sad stories. Well, of course, all of our stories are sad, but we, we put a couple of uh, more comedic sad stories at the beginning and end of our podcast in order to sandwich all of the shitty things that the world truly has to offer. And uh, this is one of them. Uh, we are talking about um, Sahar. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's we only have one name. So Sahar yep. was 29 years old, and she was taken to Motahari Hospital in Tehran um, with – intensive care or she's in intensive care uh for burns that covered 90 percent of her body now we've we've talked about situations like this in the past in which and i don't know why this is always the mode of operation for these fuck bags but they they want to burn women who don't fall in line with their idea of how women should act that is true but this case sets itself apart by the fact that she set herself on fire. Wait, what? She set herself on fire. Set herself on fire outside being tried for... Holy shit, I missed that part. <laughs> it's an important what detail. Is, what is the obsession with fire? I don't know. They're like, hey, lots of women in uh, the Middle East and Southeast Asia get set on fire. I'm going to take this one step ahead and set myself on fire. To make a point. Well, if, I, don't, I don't know. If she did, somebody else might have. I don't know. Honestly, probably. Jeez. Maybe. So she was being tried uh, for illegally attending a football match <laughs> disguised as a man. Yeah. So it was like it was like Monty Python style, right? Like, she, like, but Monty Python, it's always like men playing women. But instead, she was like, but she put on like a fake mustache and put on some ah. clothes, but like. Oh, yes, I am a man. Look how manly I am. Right? Yeah. It's like well, fake. probably just wearing pants. Yeah, I really don't know. And then I guess the the ticket people, I don't know if there's like armed guards in front of the stadiums in Toronto. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, in Iran, we're like, hey, wait a second. That dude looks not as doodly as all of the other dudes. Yeah. Hey, dude. Whip your dick out. Yeah. We're doing the dude test here. You're, yeah, you, yeah. It's a dude test. We're going to – so what we're going to do, we got this little tapper stick, and we're going to tap you in between your legs yeah. just to make sure that you bend over in agonizing pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to say that women wouldn't do that. I mean, it would probably still be painful either way. Right. That's not a good measure. Why are they still using that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, I'm really not sure what they used in order to it doesn't say here in the in the article of like how they confirmed that she was not a man and didn't allow her to enter the stadium. But yeah. uh regardless that happened and she went to court and the 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 sentence that she received for I, I guess Oh, you you're talking about specifically what she was Uh she was uh subsca- subs Subsequently, god damn it, it's a hard word to say. Subsequently? Yes, 
charged with insulting the public by defying the dress code for women. So that's what she was charged with in court, which is basically bullshit for that she was posing as a man, as a woman. I'm on the other side of this, Jimmy. I think that she should just fall in fucking line. Why? Uh, I was really hoping you wouldn't ask that. Uh, uh, reasoning for why she should, she's upending the traditional establishment and, uh, um, and, and traditional values are at risk and, uh, you know, what's, what's next? You know, like, she's just gonna, like, I don't know, marry a dog. Hey, where, where does that go from there? You know, who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. So, so after being charged with the crime uh, stated before, she was sentenced to uh, six months in prison. And once she, she received her sentence, uh, as she was leaving the courthouse, she doused herself in gasoline and set herself on fire. So I guess she already had it like locked and loaded, some gasoline and a lighting mechanism's like, oh, this is, if this doesn't go the way that I want it to go, uh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> so they like they stop her for looking like a man, but she has like, uh, you know, like a, a couple of gallon container of right. gasoline in one of her hands. Right. They're like, wait a second, what are you doing with that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got to mow a lawn later. Yeah, I'm, I gotta go mow my lawn. Don't worry about it. It's like, what are you doing with those matches or the lighter that you're holding in your other hand? <laughs> someone's having a birthday. I gotta yeah. light some candles. What? I'm not allowed to have a lighter. What? What am I doing wrong? What? what yeah. Arrest me, officer. Is arrest me. Oh wait, I'm already in fucking prison. I mean, not yeah. prison. I'm already at court. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Arrest me for my gasoline and matches. Is this illegal too now? She was wearing a fake beard. At least that's one of her pictures shows that. Uh, so I can understand how that would be disconcerting, you know, to have like a a woman in a beard. Oh my, a bearded woman. Oh me, oh my. If you will. What What if you were like? I know this is a thing where like sometimes women's hormones are not air quotes normal or whatever and like women will like naturally grow a beard do you think that would just like sentence you to life imprisonment if you like naturally grew a beard oh fuck that would that would be terrible uh i i don't know i i'd certainly hope not um yeah i mean they they might get you for trying to impersonate a man like this is just my face man that's a that's a hell of an incentive to shave daily (laughs) i guess Oh God, man! I I shave daily because my beard looks like a prepubescent boy for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty spotty, you right. know. But most people I, shave I, to look younger, but you shave to look older. I don't have yeah, I don't have my like the fucking FBI breaking down my door, being like, "Jam, you know, you look like a piece of shit. We're gonna arrest <laughs> you for looking like too much like a man." <laughs> Ugh. This is pretty sad. Yeah. How do you, how do you fix a situation like this, man? Um, you fix a situation like this by not overthrowing a country's democratically elected leader in 1953. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, are you talking about the Iranian coup d'état? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Operation Boot. Yeah. Uh, so give us a quick synopsis of it, real quick. So quick synopsis. Basically, Iran democratically elected a socialist or left-leaning government president in 1953. And the government was overthrown uh, by the United States and England because that uh, left-leaning government was trying to nationalize its oil in order to increase the quality of life of all of its citizens. And yeah. the United States instead installed a dictator, which uh, then led to a lot of resentment in the Iranian people and ultimately was overthrown and replaced by a theocratic government. So that's why we see the extremely theocratic government in Iran we see today who enforces laws such as forbidding women from attending uh, the sporting events. Yeah. So, so on one level, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with calling out Iran by being uh, draconic and, for, and not allowing women to, expense, to attend sporting events. But at the same time, I think it's good to look at it in its historical context and recognize that, you know, maybe if England, the United States, didn't fuck up their government in the 50s, then this wouldn't be the case today. Yeah. Very well couldn't be. Uh, shit. So how do we how do we revert back to that? I mean, do we just uh, do we try to uh, reinstitute a democratic process within Iran? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's probably a little it's probably a little that's i mean yeah conversation. yeah i don't know uh, now it, you know is there a silver lining for uh for sahar i mean we we didn't even talk about the fact that she was bipolar man that's true at another layer uh sahar was suffering from a bipolar disorder that she had been seeking treatment from for the past couple of years so you know yeah. that might have been out of the layer as to why she ended up dousing herself in flames Ugh. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, I guess on, on one hand, the, the silver lining could possibly be that she's uh, she, she's uh, subjecting herself uh, to victim status uh, so that she can bring the the unfair speaker her story. Yeah, to to the mass media. Right. Um, you know, and, and we've we've heard stories similar to this before. So at a, at a certain point, I, I would like to think that there would be some kind of international attention, you know, some type of government organization. I don't know. Right. Maybe it's just maybe it just takes people like you and I, uh, you know, feet on the ground trying to. Maybe we should dress as women and go into the <laughs> go to football games in in Iran. Do you think we'd get arrested? In like two seconds. Yeah, probably. Um, boy, do you think that they can do that in reverse? Like, can, can men dress like women? I don't know. There's probably, like, some Iranian law of, like, disorderly conduct of, like, dressing like the opposite sex. So for some reason, I feel like if women aren't allowed to dress as men, men probably also aren't allowed to dress like women. It's just a yeah. guess. I'm, I'm just, you know, sticking my foot out there. I really so don't know. But... I would assume such. Oh yeah. It's like it's like drag queens. Oh hell nah. Hell nah. Uh, that's right out. Definitely not. Well, 
What if uh, what if you do it to try to like sneak into school? I don't know. What if they won't let you into school? Well, let me uh, in the school. Yeah. What, what if I want to learn? Well, yeah. What if you're trying to learn and the school's like, you know what? Fuck you and your asshole dad. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. I mean, that's that's fair, right? Like, I mean, if you if your parent does something like really shitty to you or to somebody, uh, you should kind of have to pay for it, right? Right, because like blood packs and stuff. <laughs> well, well, let me see what year it is. Wait, 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 wait one second, Tim. Let's see. Uh, twenty nineteen. packs. Um, no, I think you're about like at least like six hundred years off base, if not more so. Yeah, I, that's that's about right. That that seems right about there. Uh. Blood packs are antiquated at this point. We sh- probably shouldn't hold children responsible for their parents' mistakes anymore. I would hope not. Uh, although, on the flip side, like we allow children to, to succeed based on their parents' success. <laughs> Winner so, take all. Yeah. It's kind of like it just kind of like gets passed down from generation to generation. It's what you want all the good stuff without all the bad stuff? Yeah, that's not fair. Come on. How about you get nothing? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to abduct you at birth and have you raised in a neutral environment. <laughs> you get none of the benefits or negatives of being raised by your birth parents. You just gotta get raised in a vacuum. Oh my gosh, the perfect experiment. Oh god. Excellent. Gonna have some psychology majors fucking watching over you for the next 18 years. Oh, yeah. Bunch of googly-eyed psychology practitioners watching your every fucking move. Oh, Um, yes. The the child prefers the orange block over the yellow block. Perhaps there is a prehensile, I don't know. Prehensile. It's got a prehensile tail. Where did that come from? <laughs> this throws off all our controls. We need another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh so we're gonna be talking about uh Quang Quang? Quan Quan? Quan Quan? Well so So there's a lawyer, right? There's a an imprisoned <laughs> lawyer named Wang Quan Jong. Who has a six-year-old son, right? Yeah. And this lawyer named Wong Quan Chong, Wong Quan Chong, right? He is a human rights activist in yeah. China. So basically, he argues that there are certain inalienable rights that you know human beings should be afforded regardless of their status or anything else in society. And he has uh, been, from what I understand, imprisoned because of it? Question mark? Question mark? No, I think he has. I think it says that later on in the article. Um, yeah, he was detained four years ago. Okay, so this this, this human rights guy has been detained. But yep, before... That was when his son was two and a half years old. So his son was two and a half, not yet attending school when he wasn't detained. And so while he has been detained, you know, human rights, human rights activist guy has been detained. His son has been growing up and has recently started attending school 
and is now at the age of six, right? Mm. He's six years old, and basically, I guess, as a bargaining chip, the Chinese government has been like, oh, nah, son, your son can't go to fucking school and learn shit because yeah. you're not telling us what we want to know, bitch. It's it's pretty fucked up. Uh, and this brings up all kinds of uh, human rights issues. Uh, right. I, of course, we, it's, we are, it's like you realize you're proving me right, Chinese government, by yeah. doing this, right? I'm a human rights activist, and you're proving me right by not allowing my son to go to school, right? You, re- you realize you're being futile in this effort by proving that I'm on the right side of this issue on every level. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's basic ethics, right? That you can't necessarily hold a child, uh, responsible for, or you, 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 fuck that. You can't necessarily hold any other person responsible for someone else's crimes. That's unjust. Uh, but when it comes to this situation, I would assume that the Chinese government is probably uh, assuming the role of a utilitarian, uh, authoritarian uh, government that yeah. is trying to exact a greater good based on getting him to admit certain things or give them certain information. Um, it, it's – I don't know. It, it's It's a – bit gray depending exactly what kind of information they're trying to get from the guy but they're right. punishing a, the six-year-old boy who did absolutely nothing wrong right you know he he could very well grow up to to do uh you know great things maybe he's gonna go and be, be part of the chinese aristocracy and right. rise in the ranks of the regime and all that jazz yeah the the kid's gonna end up suffering as a result of this and that's totally unfair right yeah, I wish the article would tell us what the fuck the government wants from uh, Quan Jong or Wang Quan Jong, you know, because it doesn't really tell us. It basically just goes in the details talking about his secret child and all the ways in which he was persecuted and thrown away without any contact with his wife or child or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing they want something, right? And now they're further. Th- further punishing him by not even allowing his son to attend school. But it's just like, what the fuck do you want from him? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What's in the box? Uh, probably injustice. Yeah. Hey, uh, and behind door number one, we have a box of injustice. Just for your six-year-old child. Ha ha ha, can't go to school and learn, bitches. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, not until your daddy tells us our secrets. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucked up. You got any silver linings for this? Uh, I would say the silver lining to this, at least from what I can grasp from the article, is that perhaps the his son can attend a different school, because uh, it makes it seem like... He's just forced out of the school that he's currently attending, that perhaps there are other schools that he'll be able to go to. Uh, I'm not for certain on that. Um, perhaps that's the case. I I sincerely hope that... Uh, let's, let me make sure that I get the name right here. Um, uh, Quan Quan? I sincerely hope that Quan Quan is the next Robert Oppenheimer. You know, like, he is an absolute genius, and... Was Oppenheimer he, the guy that invented... 
microwavable popcorn? <laughs> no, I don't think it was that guy. <laughs> Robert Oppenheimer was one of the lead designers in the Manhattan Project. Oh shit, that's shit fucking Jesus Christ, Tim. Uh, I, I'm not saying that. Uh, okay, I'm what not the saying. Fuck? I'm not saying. Why'd you pick that inventor? I'm just saying that he was a fucking genius, okay? Do you know how many people died because of that shit? He led Einstein, man. God damn it, Tim. The guy was a fucking genius. Do you know how many people got irradiated because of that shit? Oh, the intelligence part. The Cold War is his fault. I don't say that he needs to go and, like, devastate humanity with some terrible weapon. God damn it. Uh, fine, I take it back. Who's another? Uh, fucking, uh, the next, uh, the buzz. Tesla. I don't know. I don't sure, Tesla. Tesla's not as smart as Robert Oppenheimer. <sighs> okay. <laughs> fine. Fucking sue me. Blow up our comments on the fucking Facebook page. I don't care. God. Just fucking burn it down, you know? And don't ask for help because... You need to say sorry before before that can happen. Seriously. Yeah. Don't you dare give us any help. Yeah. Till you say fucking sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. I don't, we don't even want your fucking money, listeners, until you say sorry to us for your lack of politeness, for your uh, lack of uh, satisfaction. You give us satisfaction because we demand it. We demand that you give us the satisfaction we deserve. And don't you dare help us. Don't you dare help us. We're going to pull a President Bolsonaro. We're going to fucking... We're going to pull it so hard. (laughs) Not as hard as Dick Puller. We're getting to him. Yeah, we're not pulling that hard. But damn it. You you just... You you know what? You want to give us $22 million? You're no way. Fuck yourself. That's something different. You want to fucking give us help with our our while we burn the fucking lungs of the world? Nah. We don't want it. We don't fucking want it. Not until you say you're sorry. What is G7? G7 is a climate change committee of a bunch of different countries of the world. I don't know if it's specifically only climate change. Let me double check yeah. real quick. Do it. Man, these pictures are devastating. So, we are talking Brazil. And uh, as we discussed in a previous video, uh, video, as we discussed in a previous podcast, uh, the Amazon is burning to death. Uh, It is on fire, and President Bolsonaro isn't doing jack shit about it. Uh, In fact... Uh, other countries are now coming to Brazil's aid, and he is denying them the opportunity to assist him because they have accused him for for being one of the primary reasons why the the Amazon is on fire to begin with, <laughs> which he is. You know, he he offers he offered it up to deforestation, and um, uh, he's he's pulling those classic Trumpian. Uh, political maneuvers that seem to be all too common in the modern era. 
Uh, doing a lot of shitty shit. So what's what's G7? So G7, I, it, it seems like it's just a global economic growth meeting between seven members, and that's why it's called G7. So you got United States, Britain, France, Japan, Germany, Italy, and Canada. So they call it G7 because there's okay. seven of them, and they meet to talk about economic growth and bullshit. But that, that, that's literally it. Okay. Uh, so now that I don't know so what the G like... stands for. Oh wait, group G. of seven. That's, Global, little, that's okay. it. It's really not that complicated. G for group, group seven. seven. That's it. <laughs> but G seven sounds like a super cool jet like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> like whoa, that's awesome. So it looks like the French are the people that are trying to help. Is that is that right? Yeah. So Macron, 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 Macron has been like, hey. Uh, so we live on a planet, yeah, and the planet, we need <laughs> oxygen to breathe, yeah, and so the Amazon rainforest, yeah, produces a majority of the Earth's uh, oxygen, yeah, so how yeah. about you take some of our money, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you stop this, yeah, and then Bolsonaro's like, no! Yeah. Wait, so he's accepted... Chile's offer, like he, he's definitely using their planes. Uh, only four of them, it seems like, and uh, he doesn't want to take aid from France, right. probably because they were a little bit more critical of what he's been doing. Yep. You know, it's just political positions. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, after ruling out accepting the aid, President Bolsonaro softened his stance a little on Tuesday, saying he would consider doing so if President Macron apologized yeah. for insulting him by calling him a liar. He hurt, his, he hurt his ego. He's like, yeah, my country's on fire, but, you know, <sighs> yeah, he called me a liar that one time. Can't do it. Can't do it yet. So, you know, I don't even want his money. I don't even want his free money. That's how offended I am. Oh, man. Because I don't want free money. Apparently, he's accepted $12.2 million from the UK government. Yeah, so but you see... He's not, he's not opposed to just like, <sighs> that old hard cash. But, you know, you see uh, the UK? They didn't call me a liar, though. Yeah, yeah, the UK, they, you know, they can give me money. Uh, that's fine. You know, they, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, bastards that are slandering my name. You yeah, know? they ain't, uh, yeah, um, uh, punk ass bitches. So, uh, I'm okay with the <laughs> money. But, uh, you know, uh, the French money, uh, stinks of, uh, you know, slander. Pig dog. Uh, yeah. Shit. Uh, so there have apparently been more than 83,000 fires between January the 1st and August the 27th. And that is apparently a 77% rise compared to the same period in 2018. So these fires have, you know, they, they, they've been going on routinely, you know, like every, every year or so you have forest fires within this region, but this year has been especially prevalent. Um, Tim, have you ever seen the meme of uh, Patrick with Man Ray? No, what is it? What where is it's it? like, where like it, it, it's from the SpongeBob episode where uh, uh, 
they're trying to teach Man Ray how to be a good person, and oh, Patrick, yeah. and Patrick drops his wallet, and oh, and so uh, Man Ray is oh, like, oh. so like I'm just gonna do this like in my perception of between Bolsonaro and, and Macron. It's like Macron is like your country's on fire, and Bolsonaro's like yeah, and you need money to put out this fire. He's like yeah, and it's like and I have money. Sounds good to me. It's like, here, take my money. And the Bolsonaro's like, no, you called me a liar. Not my money. Yeah, it's not my money. It's not my wallet. Not my wallet. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what's happening here. your wallet. It fell out of your pocket. Yeah. (laughs) So take the wallet. It's not my wallet. Oh, that is the best character. Yeah, that's basically what's happening here. Of like, Macron is like, hey, we see this issue. It's an obvious issue. You need this. How about you take it? And Bolsonaro's yeah. like, yep, uh-huh, yeah, sounds good to me. No. Yeah, Patrick is hilarious when left on the silver screen, but as soon as he becomes oh, yeah. a political leader, uh, it's it's terrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, Bolsonaro's Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick <But> Star. <laughs> Brazil's being led by a, a pink, dumb idiot. <laughs> Uh, you got any, uh, silver linings to the pink dumb idiot? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad he's standing by his principles. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad he's, like, not taking this money and dipping something good with it. I'm so glad he's, like, too proud to take money to, like, yeah. help his country and the entire world. Yeah. That's way more fucking important. You know, man. sometimes you just have to just, like, push it all aside and be like, you know what, I'm a principled man, I know what I believe. I I ain't gonna be swayed. No, I, I don't know. I haven't been doing a lot of reading on the Brazilian rainforest because it makes me very sad, but I've read lots of scary things of like, oh, so the rainforest is basically this giant uh, mega ecosystem where if 20% of it was compromised, then basically it could exponentially get worse where the rain cover that is produced by the rainforest could just complete, uh, just completely get degraded by, uh, once a certain portion of it gets, uh, exploited, then it just keeps eroding, if that makes sense. You know, once a certain amount of it gets destroyed, then the rest of it's compromised. So I, I really can't think of anything nice to say about the situation due to that. It's pretty rough. Oh, man, maybe we should just move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about dick pullers. Oh, man. And we're discussing Richard Puller von Hohenberg. So do you think in Richard Puller von Hohenberg's time that his name was Dick Puller? Like, when do you th- who do you think was the first dick? Like, who do you think was the first person that was like, you know what? My name's Richard, but I think I'm going to go by... Dick. I don't think that was a choice based on the, the person whose name was Richard. I think that was the the community around said Richard, and they were like, "Dude, you're an asshole! Like, yeah. why in the world are you doing all these shitty things? Like, you're double dipping in the fucking salsa. You leave the lid up all the time. Uh, you are going around like hitting on women and they obviously are not returning your advances. You are a dick, sir. Yeah. You are, you are no a longer a Richard. You are a dick. Yeah. So that's, that's how it kind of started. I, I, 
I can see that. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, this guy was uh this guy was a 15th century born one year after the end of the Hundred Years' War, 1454. Pretty cool. Uh, so Dick Puller, as we are going to yes. refer to him, uh, henceforth, uh, was known for his homosexual liaisons. Yeah. Uh, this guy was was super gay, like flaming. Yeah. I mean, rather, rather gay. Um, also, we're we're reviewing this for a Wikipedia page. I would advise everyone who's listening to this to go look up the sodomy page real quick. Oh, really? Uh, because the uh, the first image on the upper right corner of the article is a guy fucking a goat. Interesting. Yep, it's pretty good. I just like I just like you know how you can like. Uh, hover over a word on Wikipedia and it's going to pop up like the image that's associated with the word as well as a brief definition of what it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's sodomy? Oh, a generally uh, anal or oral sex Wait. between people or sexual activity between a person and a non-human animal, also known as bestiality. Wait, so but, it's anal, oral, or bestiality? It's all three? Well, it says sodomy or buggery, which I prefer buggery. I That's thought that sad. was one. I thought it was just butt sex. I didn't realize it was all three. No, dude. I think it's just like inappropriate sex, right? So sodomy or buggery is generally anal or oral sex between people or sexual activity between a person and a non-human animal. My mind may, also, may also mean any non-procreative sexual activity, hence homosexuality. Wow. Right. Interesting. Yeah, no, so you gotta you gotta be procreate. You can't just have sex for pleasure. That is no bueno, and you definitely shouldn't have sex with a goat. Right. You know that's just that's just probably bad all the way around. Um, Dick Buller didn't do that, but no. he did bestow upon his servants extravagant gifts of clothing. Yeah. So uh, Richard Puller, or Dick Puller as we'll call him, lived in a very interesting time in 1463. And yeah. apparently, um, I guess, just having servants that were wearing halfway decent clothing that didn't have holes in it, the, uh, the, the surrounding community would go, huh, uh, that, that, that person's wearing clothes better than their station. It's not like covered in ashes and dirt. Yeah. They must well, be the fucking them. Yeah. Who took away his potato sack? Yeah, who took his potato sack? Who gave yeah. him nice clothes? Where's his house elf sack? Yeah, basically. What's going on? Yeah, if you weren't dressed like Dobby in 1463, then it was assumed that someone with money was fucking you. <laughs> and, and so, uh, in this case, uh, uh, Dick Puller like- or Richard Puller's uh, servant, whose name was Ludwig Fischer. Ludwig Fischer was wearing some nice-ass clothes. Like, he didn't have any holes in his clothes. There's no holes in his pants. He wasn't wearing a burlap sack. His shoes were actual shoes. They weren't just, I don't know, (laughs) potato bags on his feet. (laughs) It's all potato bags. I bet he was wearing, like, no shoes. Like, he just had, like, dirty hobbit feet. Yeah. Yeah. His nasty, hairy, dirty hobbit feet. And then this guy came up to him and he was like, Hmm, I fancy thee. Would thee like 
fancy clothing to go along with thy fancy self. And he's like, yay, I shall. And uh, then they uh, consummated their uh, their gift giving. <laughs> gift giving. <laughs> it's like, so we're going to have sex now, and then you get to wear not potato sacks. Deal? Deal. Yeah, that's kind of uh, not fair. Like, that's, that's what's going on with a lot of folks these days. Although they... <laughs> They have uh, several hundred years of experience to lead them to not make those decisions and choices in the modern day. Like, a lot of these people with station are effectively saying, like, oh, if you want to get this acting gig or uh, if you want to get this amount of money, then I'm going to, like, fuck you or I'm going to masturbate in front of you or I'm going to do like some kind of terrible thing that I obviously shouldn't be allowed to do, but because my station allows me to. Right. This is what Dick Puller did. And uh, basically, yeah, he, yeah. So yeah, he ba- ba- to be accused of sodomy. It's this guy. Yeah. He, he was me too by Ludwig Fischer. Except yeah. for not exactly me too, because Ludwig Fischer didn't even want to like narc on his uh his yeah. his patronage, his patron who was giving him money. Basically, he got burned too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ludwig was like, "Yeah, I got a good thing going. I got I got these nice clothes and stuff, and I've got this dude who I gotta you know do what he's into with. But you know, my life's okay." And then the surrounding community was like, um, we think Richard Puller's fucking that dude. Let's torture the shit out of Ludwig and see <laughs> if he'll squeal or not. And that's what they did. Because they couldn't do it to uh, Puller. Right. Like, Puller was of the warrior class. Like, right. He was a fucking knight. He was a fancy uh, pants. Yeah, you, you can't torture a knight. No. The knight's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to bring the full power of my estate down on you and I'm going to ride my fucking horse and my fancy armors and I'm going to joust the hell out of you or whatever they do. I don't know. I'm going to poke you with a pointy thing. (laughs) Yeah. But not this poor guy because he was wearing potato sacks before. So he had no recourse other than the fact that he was wearing fancy clothes and getting fucked by a knight. Yep. Yep. That's, That's really too bad. Yeah. And, and ultimately, uh, uh, Dick Pooler was stripped of his fiefdoms and they were given to other lords and bishops and other people of the ruling class of this time and uh, lived a life of not-so-goodness and was accused again of sodomy in uh, 1474. Uh, but, I don't know, he, he managed to not be uh, killed due to it, but more or less lived a life of less than notoriety uh, removed of the station. Who, who are you talking about? Uh, of uh, Dick Puller, Richard Puller. Oh, he got, he got, he was killed for it. When was the ultimate? He was killed like many years later, right? Oh, uh, okay. So on September the, the uh, 24th, 19, or sorry, 19, 1482. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, obviously, because it's at the top of the list there. Uh, so, yeah, um, roughly uh, 30 years later. Oh, my God. He wasn't that old. <laughs> it was 20 years later. 
Uh, holy shit. Uh, no, 54 to, uh, to 82. Well, 63 was when was the first time, the first time he received punishment with the Ludwig Fischer guy was 1463, right? Yeah. So 20 years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, wait, 1463. Yeah. Wait. But even if he was 1463. Wait. Wait, then managed to, something's not right here. Wait, 1463, then he would have been nine years old? He would have been nine. Wait, what? Whoa! Oh Whoa. my god! Wait, this took a... Wait, I didn't look at how when he was born. Wait, he was born in... Fif- he was wait, 1454. He, he was born in 1454, and 1463 is when he was accused of sodomy when he was nine? He died when he was 29 years old. What the fuck? Holy shit, he was our age! He was our age when he died. Holy shit. So the first time he was accused of sodomy was when he was nine years old? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? In 1963. No, 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 no. Though he had managed to evade prosecution in 1963 and 1974. 1974. Okay. So he was 20 years old when he was accused of sodomy. Well, 1463 is when he lost his fiefs, though, with the Ludwig thing. The Ludwig thing was 1463. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. No trial occurred, and he was released from arrest shortly after. A fucking nine-year-old. Wow, so they were charging nine-year-olds with this kind of shit. Whoa, yeah, this really, adds a whole nother layer to all of this. They really grew up fast. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. Okay, so then uh, in, in 74, uh, which he was 20 years old, uh, he was again accused of sodomy. And he managed to evade the negative consequences through the strategic manipulation of his social status. Okay. So then uh, we have 74, 76. So two years later, he was released upon uh, a set of conditions. He has to confess his misdeeds. He has to give up his properties. That's big. Yeah. And Arms his imprisonment uh, and, and monastic imprisonment. So he, he did have to serve some time. Uh, so... So in 76, uh, this is when he would be uh, 22 years old. He turned to the old Swiss Confederacy. Okay. And he, he wanted to get his land back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, uh, rejected his pleas. But after that, the authorities of Zurich, uh, who were more obliged and accepted him, uh, he created a bunch of conflict and, I don't know, a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, 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 yada. But then in 1482, he's fucking 28 years old. On the 24th of September, 1482, a large crowd had gathered to see Puller executed. Puller was asked to repeat his confession, but he refused. He said, I ain't doing that shit, y'all's as bitches. Mm-hmm. Claiming instead that the accusation of sodomy was only a cover for the Zurich officials who wished to seize his land and fortune. One of these officials by name was Hans Waldman, the mayor of Zurich, who was later to be executed for several charges. <laughs> Among them, sodomy. <laughs> so, someone, so someone that's later going to be executed for sodomy is like, yo, dog, this dude's doing sodomy. 
Oh, that's bullshit. And after a spectacular but brief and unpopular political career in Zurich. So, yeah, that guy was a piece of shit. With the execution of its last scion, the noble family of the von Hohenbergs perished with its moniker passing on to the Sickinger family. Wow. Good for them. Jeez. That's Man, crazy. That's, a, that's quite a life. And it's a lot of up and downs for a 28-year-old. Mostly downs, but yeah. And he lived most of his life as a fucking uh, knight, so he's doing all right. As a fucking knight, fucking other knights. Yeah, well, fucking other Peasants. other folks. Definitely not knights. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Check out the uh, the little uh, manuscript there. The illustration of the burning of Puller and his servant before the walls of Zurich for sodomy, 1482, and you can see it happen right there. That's so crazy. Not particularly entertaining, but still very sad. Yeah, like I, I'm still blown away that I didn't realize that the star of this article, this whole debauchery of looking into him for sodom- sodomy, started when he was nine years old. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that like, either. Yeah, I was like, wait, fifty-four, eighty. So like, let's let's do some math here. Wait, if he was yeah. born in fourteen fifty-four, fourteen sixty-three, carry the two minus the seven, nine years old. I can't imagine like a little knight, like just an itty bitty little nine year old in armor on a horse, just like right. riding. Down. That's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I wonder if the the king would still like <laughs> call on these people and be like, "Fight for me," and he'd be like, "I'll do it." You well, know, like well, the balls haven't dropped yet. I'm also imagining this power tripping like nine year old being like, "Hey, uh, Ludwig." Uh, yeah. You're like my manservant. Uh, yeah. And that means you have to do whatever I say. Uh, yeah? Suck my little nine-year-old dick. What? And, uh, <laughs> you, excuse me? No, 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 I can't do that. I, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't engage a noble without nice clothes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you see what I have here? And he's just like, has like some, I don't know. Forever 21 clothes on a rack next to him. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, I have these lavish clothings for you. Don't you want it's to feel like you're 21 forever? Yeah. Try them on. And he's like, just like stroking them. I'm like, oh, fuck. I really don't want to wear this burlap sack. <laughs> yeah. These are some really nice clothes. <laughs> what, what do you call this fabric? Sheer? This is sheer clothing? Sheer? Sheer? It's very nice. It's quite lovely. What, what is this? Cash, cashmere? Yeah, dude. Silver lining right there. That, that, that poor peasant got to dress in nice clothes before the end of his yeah. set. You gotta wear not burlap for like five seconds before getting burned alive. Yeah. Uh, and we can only hope that he was also gay. Yeah. We could only hope it was consensual, but probably not. Maybe this was like a like a like a romance story. Like you could make a movie about this. Oh man, there's so many levels. Yeah, it'd like be like there's, oh. there's like there's like it's like forced sex, but also like pedophilia, but also like the nine year olds forcing it. I don't know. It's very confusing, and I I don't know how to feel about it. It's kind of like The Prince and I. You know, you ever watched The Prince and I? Nope. I have a feeling it's <laughs> nothing like this though. <laughs> I have a feeling it has absolutely nothing to do with this. 
there was like this English lady that like traveled to some far eastern land, and like the guy was like, "Ooh, I fancy thee," and then yep, the lady absolutely like, nothing to do with this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it was hetero, but as still, like, it's the same thing. It's like a guy using a station to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my weight slash dick around," and uh, yeah, let's so, fuck. Swang wang. Swang wang. I swang a wang a wang a wang. Hey, if our listeners would like to swang their wang around. Where can they find us, Jimmy? All right. If you are interested in swinging your wang at us, you can do so <laughs> by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. Or you can like us on the Facebook and send us a message at Cynic Empowerment. Or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We would love to hear from you. And it would mean a lot to us if you were to reach out and message us. Uh, yeah, it certainly would, unless you happen to be of noble descent and you're trying to make sexual advances on Jimmy, right? That's right. We definitely would not want you to message us if you wanted to give us nice clothes. That would We would never, ever, ever return your emails. That would never, ever, not. ever happen. Not unless it was, like, really fancy. Like, I mean, like, real nice clothes, you know? I mean, I guess you could. You know, I'm not going to borrow any of our listeners from sending us nice clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I will accept your advances, listeners, if you see fit. All right, so I've got a 30-inch waist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do measurements real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it better fucking fit, or yeah. I'm not gonna do any of this soft <laughs> crap with any. I ain't doing any of that sh. <laughs> that sh. None of that sh. <laughs>